I would say start over. Okay, so I'm Stacy Petty. This is Carla. What's your last name? Flores. Flores. So a genuine Hispanic. <laughs> Latina. <laughs> I'm from Brighton, man. I grew up in Fort Lupton in Brighton. I mean, I'm know? from Denver. My parents are from Mexico. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm born and raised in Denver. Um. Oh, my God. We got to talk about and that at some point. What are you calling your podcast? Yeah, what are you calling Chatting it? with Charlie. Oh, my goodness. And I have I have a couple little notes here that I wanted to talk to you about okay. at some point as we go on. Why I, Charlie? Um, it's sort of my alter ego. Um, it there, sounds so Caucasian. I know. Um, <laughs> I think that I like – so growing up, I was – I'm a junior, right? I'm named after Carlos, my dad. Okay. You know, that's why – that also explains why my name is a C, not a K, because in Mexico, traditionally, it would be mm-hmm. a K. Um. Yeah, my name, my name, like when when um, I run into anyone that, that is um, ESL, they spell my name S T A C. Not, not. I'm sorry, S T A S Y because because the C is not. S- yeah, in Spanish, right? Um, so I had a cousin that they named after. I have, I have a cousin that they named after my dad, Carlos, but they always called him Charlie, Charlie, and I was always a little jealous of that, right? But as I grew up, just at a default. I randomly I'll get called Charlie and I okay. always sort of liked it you know what I mean and I always sort it's, of but you know what you're one of those special ones that gets tagged with a nickname not everyone gets tagged with Edgar have you ever had been tagged with a nickname when I was younger yeah I've never been tagged with a nickname really yeah what my di- my dad used to call me Spacey Stacy. That's the closest <laughs> I came I like that so going back to the gray part so my husband who is I just call him mixed race because we did both the Ancestry DNA and the 23andMe. Oh, yeah. He is technically like, and I don't remember. I'm sorry. I had vodka. 37%. (laughs) We could call him 37% Mexican. Now, the thing about Mexico is it actually has a very, it's far beyond the ethnic diversity that most people think that it is. But if I'm combining his Native American and his um, Spain slash Portugal, he's 37% Mexican. If I combine those. Yeah. His majority was actually Italian slash Greek, which he kind of looks like that. So my husband, my beloved husband, who's 49 49 years old, has two gray hairs on his head. One on each side. Every now and then he gets some in his goatee and all that. And he he pulls them. I'm like, why are you doing that? Because you like it. You know, yeah, I most do. Most women like it. Most, yeah. and that's the thing that I that Guys I guys just get better as they get older. They do, and they this really is do. this has been a problem. Actually, this has been a problem in I, I Edgar and I spoke before the show. Um, it was a problem that we're having in our in our personal life right now, where I'm getting older. My value lessens <laughs> as a woman. As a man gets older, his value increases. I could see that. And I could see I could see why you why you say that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um and it's it's it has nothing to do with insecurities or any type of self value. It is simply a fact of life. Yeah. And it's something that my my husband actually started attending therapy recently. This is something that, that Edgar and I talked about. Um and I'm I'm in that process of, of going to of trying to figure out my, my therapy side. Um it is aging is very different for a woman than it is for a man. Yeah. And even if you're a 20-year-old woman, you can look at a 40-year-old or a 50-year-old man 
and you see an inherent sexual value in him. Women, on the other hand, if you're 20 years old compared to 40, 50 years old, it's the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah, I there, agree. There are the, the few exceptions of men that go, I would prefer a 40-year-old woman because she doesn't give a shit about anything. She's, oh, yeah, she's ready. She has all her stuff together. Yeah. She's not looking for a commitment. She's looking for a booty call. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the honest truth. And I, I and I, I've told people several times, I'm sorry, Edgar. I, you see my flask? It's empty. <laughs> it's empty. It was vodka. I like, it. I like, I like how you like sorry. you warm you warmed her up before I got I got she it. Some, <laughs> some vodka. I've been drinking a lot lately. I, I've been Edgar drinking. and I had an intense discussion Watermelon. before the show. No? And <laughs> I'm Irish, which I found out because of ancestry, DNA, and twenty three and me. You think I'd be doing whiskey, but I'm doing vodka instead. Because I like vodka more. I like whiskey. Um, I, I, I have a couple of favorites on whiskey. But uh, it is interesting the the differential between men and women in aging. So now as I'm at this point where I'm I'm actually, I'm approaching 50, which is very difficult for me to say. Um, I'm looking at all these different aspects of life. And where do I fall? What are my values now? What is my, um, how do I matter to society now as a woman that is approaching 50? And I tell you, I'm very confused. I, I could see why. But, you know, I think that ultimately I think that it's, it's sort of a picture that we paint for us because we take on the turn as like moms. And, and so... The first part of our lives, if if we choose to dedicate our lives to that, you know what I mean? At any at any point in our lives, like when we choose to make that decision to become moms, we literally hand our lives over to this little person. Absolutely, one hundred percent. It's the rare occasion on where the man sort of steps up and, and, and is the caregiver and the woman would be more the provider. You know, you, the, usually you don't see those those situations. No, it is the exception, absolutely. Right, you know, and, and I've sort of seen I've I've personally lived a little bit of, of both, you know that I, not one hundred percent, but that I could have a little bit of a of a visual on it. But I think that that's what happens. So I think that that once that job is done, and you know basically you know everybody grows up, you know what I mean, and whatever, and we stop, and then we look in the mirror one day, and it's almost like what happened. Because, you know, I think that we carry this picture even of ourselves inside of our head, you know what I mean, of who we are, what we are, and it's really what makes us up inside. Mm-hmm. But then but then we sort of give that all up for a second, and we because it literally but feels see, like the, a the, second, the you thing, know? No, you're absolutely right. It feels like a second. I'm at 30 years. Exactly. And it feels like a second. And I had, Edgar and I had an intense discussion about, before you were here and we recorded a little bit but most of it was unrecorded and and I had told him um I sacrifice sacrificed all of my desires all er, everything that I wanted to do I had a husband to worry about I had our business to worry about I had our three sons to worry about right and you know what happened it all disappeared on like one day right and my youngest son reached a point where he was done needing me but coincidentally, that is that was it. It happened to be the same point for my husband and I. This business that we have that we've ran for twenty five years, 
started to decline, which is a whole other story that maybe we'll touch on upon sometime. But it declined, and, and these two events coincided. And I woke up one morning going, I don't even know what to do by myself anymore. Yeah. I have no value in this world. I still wake up every day here since that point when that happened going, what is my value in this world? Yeah. See, and the, the, it's funny because my sister said something about that yesterday. She said, I'm not living my life. And she just kind of stared at me. And I walked away. So, you know, that conversation was another conversation. But I kind of walked away a little bit sad, like a little bit sad for her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because and especially coming from like a Latino house, um, I always ran into being judged for being selfish because even though I had my daughter, first my older daughter and then, you know, pretty much by myself and then second my little baby now, she's not really a baby anymore, she's four, but again, then I ended up having to be by myself again. I got I got judged for making certain moves and not doing other things the traditional way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I get judged for taking that vacation by myself and stuff like that. So I can see what where what you're saying comes in because there has definitely been moments because I'm 33 you know and I I've looked in the mirror and there's been seconds of where I'm like whoa you know where am I what is this doing you know what is sort of you know the 30s is a very bad decade for the record (laughs) I'm like 40s are great 30s are bad I walked in I walked into it being very very rough you know I was I was a widow by 31 Oh, my goodness, hon. I didn't know that. Tell me about that right quick. Um, he, um, we found love very quick. We had we had my youngest daughter. Um, we were together for a total of three years. Uh, he had an underlying addiction that I didn't know about that he either hid very, very well and or he he didn't, wasn't using during that short, you know, because three years really isn't that long, you know what I mean? And he relapsed and he overdosed, you know, and so... Um, I I came home to him over you know overdosed and there was other people in the house that should have probably helped him. That's one of those what ifs you know, but they didn't. And so I he was two hundred and almost fifty pounds of man, just tall dude, and I was sitting there trying to drag him out of a tiny bathroom and revive him in my house. I'm so sorry. You How know? long ago was that? It'll be three years in November. I'm very sorry. Um, I think that's th- something that, I mean, unfortunately, you're not the only woman that's had to face that. Yeah. And although I am a um, an advocate for ending the drawer, the war on drugs, you know, I, I, I think that you should be able to do whatever you want to do. But when you're hurting others, you have been harmed by this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I I know when, when we met before, you had talked about you are a marijuana user. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. <laughs> I'm a marijuana investor. I I heard I, I heard through have, the I, heard I don't have a problem with that. I heard through <laughs> but you know it's helping put kids through school. So you it's know. Hey. And I well and and I don't see the difference when here. I mean, you see my flask here. I came in with a full flask of vodka. It's gone. There's not a difference to me in my mind between me Choosing doing this. Choosing to take a drink and me puffing real quick before it, I There's, in, there's right? nothing. Yeah. You're, you're probably going to be better out driving than I'll be driving. Of course, I will stay here until I'm fine. So you feel better. <laughs> I, have, I have a nephew that was killed by a drunk driver. It's something I take very yeah. seriously. Oh, yeah. Um, but 
I think that there is a very important point to touch upon, and this is something that I saw. I recently reactivated Facebook. I've been deactivated for a solid four months, and I have been deactivated before. I, I think you had told be, us that last time. Yeah, we had seen, uh-huh. and it's seen it's a, it's better for me in a mental state. Yeah, to not have to because I'm politically minded, and it's like well, it's like a drug. I can't stop. Right, I have to feed that, and um. What I have seen is there's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of judgment involved, and I think at the end of the day, and I and I say this as a Christian, there's a lot of compassion that needs to be involved here as well. You're hurting because you've lost a loved one. How do we address that from not not just a Christian perspective, but from a humanitarian perspective, and it's troubling to me how quickly we judge. We just oh, judge yeah. and we judge and we judge and we judge. Absolutely. And Christ didn't do that. And I say Christ because Jesus is overused. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> is overused. Um, Christ hung out. <laughs> Especially alone. Okay, no, I tell you, I, lawns and everything. I moved from Wheat Ridge, Wheat Ridge, White Wheat Ridge to Fort Lupton in like 19. How old was I? How old would I have been? I can't even see. In like 1976, I moved to Wheat Ridge, and there were kids named Jesus. It was actually Jesus, but I'm like, why do you name your kid Jesus? I was young. I was young. Like, what is going on? That's weird. That's just weird. You Mexicans and your Jesus. Um, But but so that's why I intentionally say Christ instead of Jesus. So I fall into the category of well, who did Jesus hang out with? He hung out with the tax collectors, mm-hmm. the prostitutes. And and there there's a theory of, well, it's because they needed him the most. My theory is it's because they were the least lame. I mean, you know, well, when, I mean, think about it. When, when you're presenting a new idea, often it's not the people that are stuck in their ways and that are, you know, mm-hmm. doing, doing the same old shit. It's usually, you know, if you think about artists and revolutionaries and all them, they like to hang out and they like to party because yes, they do. Because things like this get, you know, our conversations going. This gets ideas rolling. And this I had makes people friends. I had <laughs> the, the first time that you allowed me, Edgar, I say allowed. You were a regular on my show, by the way. Until you got kicked out. <laughs> you got kicked out. <laughs> got kicked out. <laughs> the first time that I sent in, sat in on Edgar's podcast with him and Isaac we were talking about I had just ventured into starting to read it took me almost 50 years to read Plato oh yeah Plato was a deep read Mm -hmm. and I don't know what I was saying I had that all that vodka what was I going for I have no clue what I was going (laughs) about Christ and being um, kind and understanding I'm I'm telling you I'm (laughs) clueless she mentioned something about this gets the conversations going I have no idea. Yeah. It's okay. Well, so it's all right. Plato but, was but, deep, by the way. Plato was deep. I read that in, when I was uh, in college a few years ago. Um, for one of my, I'm I'm one of those language arts people. Are you? It, okay, in, so language like arts translates to liberal arts. <laughs> She's all, Is she one of those people? I don't you let think a liberal so. arts I? people in here. I don't know what I am. I'm a chola hippie. <laughs> When we first started talking again, reconnected again on, on Facebook, you were 
all of Bernie's ass. There's yeah. a lot of reasons. I'm going to tell you something about Bernie Sanders, though. He... Um, I like I like I did tell you I like Jill, but I had to vote. Yeah. You know, I was cheering for the person that I thought had a, a more. Who did you vote for? I voted for Jill. Okay, mm-hmm. that that's. I forgot about that. That's not mm-hmm. offensive to me in the mm-hmm. slightest way. That I, I know plenty of people that would be offended by that. Yeah, I am actually. I I uh, changed my affiliation to unaffiliated. <laughs> I left the Libertarian Party. There were reasons that I left the Libertarian Party. Um, a lot of it had to do with the people that are in charge locally. And I'll just leave it there. I'll just, I just leave it um, there. They're, they're thing, okay, so Bernie Sanders and Jill. What's her name? I forgot. Jill Stein? Stein. Stein. I was going to tell her Sanders. I'm like, no, I had, I had it's a. Brittany. <laughs> it's Britney Spears. What are you talking about? <laughs> I had a flask of, vid, of vodka, goat vodka, Colorado vodka. I, I swear I'll Brick be sober. Ridge? No. I, no, not Breckenridge. I like Breckenridge, by the way. We went to Vegas one time, and we were so snotty little bitches. We took a bunch of Colorado booze. So we're, like, walking around in Vegas with our How did Colorado you, you must have put it in your in – your... We drove. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. yeah it's only, we like, drove. what, a 12-hour drive to Vegas? Yeah. You yeah. get there overnight. I love it. Um. So anyway, Jill Stein. There's a lot of things that I like about Jill Stein. There's a lot of things I like about Bernie Sanders because they are not establishment – that, and, that, and, you know, that's sort of what I was cheering for. That's sort of the idea that I was trying to get out to people because people get so caught up in, like, the cookie cutter thing. And then they get caught up in all these other things. But I don't think that they're listening about what these people are, like, working on or, or going for. So I'm really concerned about our environment, you know. Okay. And, 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 I, and I really listen to people who are concerned about our environment. And, and this is... In, in heading into this conversation with you, this is where I stand. Do I believe in climate change? Sorry. Here, I'm, I'm like, I hope, I hope so. <laughs> I do believe in climate change. I don't necessarily believe in man-made climate change, though. Right. I, if, you, if you listen to any scientist, they'll tell you a million years ago. Half a million years yeah. ago. This is what happened. So I agree. I'm, I'm kind of stuck in the idea of this is the natural order. Regardless of what right. we do, this is the natural yeah. order. And so seeing people like, well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to go with it with the poster child for the environmental movement, which is Al Gore. Mm-hmm. And there's been, because I've been reactivated on Facebook and I'm seeing all these things, there's another outrage against Al Gore and how much energy he's using. We all know about that. Right. Instapundit, who has been around forever, said, I will take... The environmental, and this is not verbatim, this is incredibly paraphrased because there's a flask of vodka involved. Um, Paraphrased, said, I'll take the environmental climate change, I don't know what the words were, movement seriously. When the people that are promoting it are also taking it seriously. I strongly agree with that sentiment. If Al Gore has his... 20,000, I don't know what it is. This is just me tossing a word out. Please do not quote me on this. 20,000 square foot mansion doing whatever. And he's making an impact on the environment. He's traveling. He's creating these, you know, these carbon footprints with with the jet fuel that, mm-hmm. fuel that he's using to go to all of Why these events. Why is he living what he's preaching? Yeah. I, yeah. It, Walk the walk the walk. I agree. Talk the talk. Yeah. You know, those those are two aspects of it. Me personally at home. I am a recycling nut. I live in Colorado. I'm a Colorado native. Water use is huge yes. to me. I have a 
So my, I'm sorry, I'm taking over here, it's aren't okay. I? This I is like actually her like podcast. <laughs> my my history is my my mother was from Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. I read the Help. This was my mother's life. Okay, this is the life that she lived. They had lived in Help, and this was her life. And after she passed, I read the book, and I was like, Yeah, this is what my this is what my mother was. My dad was from Mobile, Alabama. Grew up literally in a home that was dirt floors. He was um, an individual that ran away from home repeatedly. He got away from good for good when he was 15 years old. He had a sixth grade education. My dad was one of the smartest people that I know. I have no idea where I'm going this, with this, by the way. Environmental. Environmental. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. It's the vodka. Goat vodka. It's a Colorado vodka. Look it up on the internet. The Tito's. Sponsorship. I know. Is it Tito's vodka? Mm-hmm. Have you tried Tito's? goat vodka? Goat. I don't know. I haven't tried that. Who the hell does a Spanish vodka? I don't know. It says it's called Tito's. I don't know. And I, if I drink tequila, it's Patron. No, you have to drink Don Julio. That's better. I've had that before. We actually had one of our employees. We had, he went to Mexico or something. I think Bertone has that fuchi taste afterwards. Oh, you don't drink. He doesn't. After you get a few shots in, I don't think you care. That's true, though. That's true. That's true. What were we talking about? We're talking about environmental differences. I have no Jill's idea where I was that. going. But what I, I what I was telling you is, uh, you were saying that you 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 believe in climate change, but you you think it's more natural than influenced. Absolutely, and and so what I'm going what I'm going towards, and there was a there was an important point in there. But I don't know what it was. <laughs> It'll hit me on my way home. Um, <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> I tend to be more focused on. Um, I mean, scientific evidence is great. Right. I don't have a problem with that. Scientific evidence has brought us so I think that much. what I'm looking at is that, like, there's a there's a degree that, I, of course, that I I agree with you that some some of the temp, the planet change is completely natural, you know, and that it's going to go up and down, and what, that's been recorded in, 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 in history. In history what, what's you know? unfortunate is when you, like, hit this link, then you decide, okay, I'm going to go hit this link. There is a fiduciary involvement in anything that is climate change related. Yeah. I have. So let's just call it cronyism. That, because that's what it is. I was trying to be polite the first time. <laughs> cronyism. And, and it happens in every industry. Yeah. And I had my <sighs> trying to get involved in politics locally. I had, so years ago, this is before you two. I can say that stuff, right? <laughs> Before you years ago like when the internet first happened and all that shit <laughs> i actually had um the website that i have was rated pretty high in the nation that i ran this is when blogs were existent and social media hadn't canceled it out and um it it had occurred to me um all of this is not it has to do with popularity it doesn't necessarily have to do with facts it's popularity and trying to promote anything that catches on to, oh, my God, I can, I can get more funding. I can do this and right. I can do that. Whether it's true or not. And um, I actually restarted my blog today. I hate calling it a blog because that sounds so like 90s or something. 
I have a I web. Like I want a blog. I, I had about that. I had want to do everything. I had there was there was so there was just, a rating system when oh. I started all of this, <laughs> and I actually I always ranked pretty high in this particular rating system years ago before social media existed, yeah. and I got hooked in with a great group of individuals, and they helped promote me, and I grew, and then social media came, and they killed it all. So uh, I have. Because I choose to, I'm currently reactivated on Facebook. I'm not going to stay that way because it's just too frustrating for me. Um, I have my website, politicalcarryon.com. I hope that you know how to spell carry on, C-A-R-I-O-N. <laughs> Do you know what carry on is? Do you know what carry on is? Mike Krause, who's the, who's the president of Independence Institutes. <laughs> I thought John Caldera was the president. Is he the president? He might be. I don't know. I had that flask of vodka. So Mike Krause messaged me today and said, oh, my God, Stacy, I love that title. I'm going to include it on Complete Colorado's list of websites. So political carry on. And my subtitle is Feeding on the Flesh of Dead Ideas because that's what carry on does. It feeds on the dead. I am very committed to the uh, idea that any type of political discourse is irrelevant these days. You get set in your ideas and you stay there. You yeah. defend them to the death. You may or may not believe them, but you stay there because you don't want to be proven wrong. So I relaunched that website actually today, <laughs> which is just surprising to me because it's been sitting forever. At my husband's encouragement, he's like, you need to start writing again because you're getting kind of freaky on me here. You're getting crazy. <laughs> you got crazy eye going on, Stacy. You need to start writing again. Um, and... I, I would love to move the conversation beyond social media. Social media makes it easy, and I think it's actually ruined political discourse because we all get, and as I said in my post that I said, uh, today that I posted, hostile environments create hostile responses. Oh, yeah. We all immediately go on the defenses. Whether you believe it or not, what is the natural instinct? I'm going to defense mode. Period. End of story. And... Um, Edgar had shared with me before the show. So you're a stylist. How long have you been doing that? Um, I'm going on 15, 16 years. 15. How far? How far into um, styling do you go? Do you have you have you touched on like the esthetician standpoint? Um, well, I'm a cosmetologist. So oh, technically, I'm trained in ev- I'm okay. trained in everything. Have you considered going into medical cosmetology? I have actually. I because there are women like myself that are wasp that pay good <laughs> money for that stuff. I have. Um, it's just that I. I think that I'd have to be also become a nurse. There are it. you can you can go into license be a licensed esthetician and go into now I don't know if you can like do things as 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 far as like Botox and everything applications. I think I but could there, do Botox, but you can do. There's a lot of laser that you would be qualified yeah. to do. Women my age love laser. I know. I'm looking into the laser. The course is a little bit expensive, but it'll I've be done, worth it. I've done Sculptra. I actually had a bad reaction to Sculptra. I've done the Juvederm. I like Juvederm. It doesn't last as long as I would prefer it to. <laughs> but my my new dermatologist tells me that there's a new product for coming out from like Juvederm that, that lasts longer. No, I so. actually love to do something like that. Um, I've been looking into the lasers and other courses to expand my horizon. But right now I've just done mostly like what you would think of the beauty industry. Okay. I do hair for Univision, the Spanish TV station. Okay. Um, I go over there and I cut everybody's hair and I buy them supplies and fluff them up and get them ready to go on. <laughs> fluff them up and get them ready. That's <laughs> so um, when I, w- when I, w- <laughs> 
when I was speaking with Edgar before you arrived here, he was talking about an idea that you had, and I really do hope you do it. We have some friends down a few houses Which down the street you? from us that um, she's been a a stylist, a hairstylist for years and years and years. She recently quit doing what she's doing because she had a health concern, oh. and she's she's stopping. She she had decided she didn't want to mess with the chemicals anymore. Yeah. Because she had this this health issue come up, so they're they're dealing with that, and it was very sad for her to walk away from her clientele that she's had for a number of years. But I had told Edgar before we had we had started all this. I'm like the thing about a hairdresser, they know everything yeah because people sit in their chairs and they vent they're almost and, and you know this you're almost a psychologist in a sort of way mm-hmm. and you listen you allow people to vent maybe on occasion you give them some guidance because you've been standing there yeah. and you've been listening to so people you know the good you know the bad you, you see how these things progress and edgar had told me about this idea that you had that you wanted to do for this podcast that you wanted to create as far as getting people in a chair and just letting them go on. it's kind yeah. of like cash cab a little bit yeah except it's a hairdresser's chair yeah a little bit yeah well, tell us about that what i'm aiming to do is i i really want to invite you know interesting um normal interesting sort of successful people because like I was talking to one of my clients today about coming over here of course you were of course I was and I told him I said you know um because I think that we're living in such a fairy tale world right now with social media with tv with everything that is just placed in front of us that we think that you know normal success is something like Kim Kardashian Mm -hmm. and it's it's not you know, normal success, and almost trailing back to how what you were saying about you now being 50 and saying, what what's my purpose now? What am I doing? You know, where am I going? Who am I? Whatever. I think that that's almost related to what we're looking at, you know? And instead of being, like, super satisfied with you, you know, and, and being happy and, and saying, now I get to do all this stuff that I remember I like to do, whether it's dancing or whether it's running a random buzz. But my and knees not- hurt now. I know. But, but you know, I'm just saying, like, you know, now I tell, I even tell some of my younger clients, like, as you get older, you even know how to party better. Like, you know, you just get better at it. You know, because before you would go, you know, hard, end up super sick with regrets and no money. You know what I mean? And now, you know, I feel like I kind of got that part under control. And I, but th- this is the thing with hairdressers. They experience everyone's aspect of life we kind of do and then like not only that but it's amazing because of the people that we work with um and the people that we get to know and that's what i was saying is getting is is getting back to saying like you know i want to interview normal successful people Mm -hmm. because i want to remind us that you know we we are successful you know what i mean and i want to show people that they're all the way around us you live right here you're our neighbor you mm-hmm. you go grocery shopping yet with us you know yet you've been you've done political things you know you've done um your blogging you've done like there are things there are young women that are looking forward to to wanting to do those things that you have succeeded in doing and i don't know? i mean and you guys are going to have to help me on this although edgar looks very white today he usually is i know <laughs> He keeps telling me that he's a Mexican, and I'm like, my husband is darker than you. Um, and I, <laughs> he's like, there were fighting words. <laughs> I grew up, and I was okay. So, so just quickly here, I I spoke about my dad earlier. 
Um, my dad died in 1990 of an aneurysm. My dad grew up in a very impoverished southern Alabama dirt for floors home. He ran away repeatedly when he was young. He got away for good when he was 15. He had a sixth grade education. Smartest guy I ever knew. My dad. Um, it is a horrible story. Um, my dad, the first time I brought my now husband, I, I, I have to say, it's difficult for me to say now husband because he's been my husband for 31 years. Oh, right, yeah. Um, but when I first brought him home and after he left, my dad had literally had tears in his eyes. And he said, I am so happy that the prejudice didn't, didn't set in in you. I'm just so happy. That's one of the reasons that my parents left the South is because of the prejudice. That's the word that yeah, they you, used. You had told us they that didn't use too, racism. Yeah. They said prejudice. Yeah. And um, it it was, and I didn't even think anything of it. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's just Jim. It's yeah. just Jim. Um, his our our last name is actually supposed to be Lucero. My father-in-law um, legally down the road which is a whole other story changed his name to petty as opposed to lucero i'm supposed to be stacy lucero would you ever believe that (laughs) (laughs) and my kids the first two kind of turned out looking more like their dad the youngest one turned out looking out looking like me he's like over six foot and he's blonde and he keeps telling me i'm so happy our name's not last our last name's not lucero because i'd have to explain myself for the rest of my life because i'm this blonde white kid um but it, it's it's very it's very moving to me that you do this this project that you have with Edgar here. You've you've lived a hell of a life, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> oh, yeah. you're young, you're <laughs> young, guess. and you've lived a hell of a life already. Yeah. Um, I am a big believer in uh, ending the war on drugs prohibition has not proven in this country if the facts are all there in front of us um and, and, I, and i'm not saying oh yeah carla's a marijuana user i'm just saying you know what she she admits to it she doesn't have a problem with it mm-hmm. she doesn't care if you have a problem with right it. i don't have a problem with it i went through a flask of vodka sitting here since whatever time i got here i'm gonna be here for a while edgar i gotta drive home i gotta sober up <laughs> There's not a difference. There's not an actual ideological difference between me doing this vodka and and anyone smoking marijuana. My oldest son smokes marijuana. I don't have a problem with it. I've actually given him some products to test for me. (laughs) That's a different story. I haven't had any recently. If I get more, do I pass them to Carla? Pass them on down. I'm a marijuana investor, for the record. I have two different levels of investment in the marijuana industry here in Colorado. One, I own a commercial unit. My husband and I own a unit that we purchased for our business that has been rezoned for everything marijuana related. We have a renter now that is using our unit because he plans on growing. We actually went ahead and tossed in some money into his business to do what he's doing. So I have twofold marijuana concerns here. It is very important to me whether or not I believe you should be using marijuana. Doesn't matter. She's like, it's important that you spend your money on it, though. I believe in capital. <laughs> be- I'm, a, I'm a huge capitalist. God bless America. No, I, th- I think that you have the right to do with your person as you choose to right. do. That yeah. is huge to me as a a pseudo libertarian libertarian i say that because i'm now actually unaffiliated um but i think especially as a minority living the life that you're living 
that your voice is actually huge. I don't know if you know that or not yet. I'm when, figuring that out. When we were <laughs> when we were in here before, yeah. I had sent Edgar a text saying, I really liked Carla. There's something special about her. Thank you. And I, I think that there's there's probably not enough voices such as yours out there. I am thrilled to hear that you have decided to jump on board with what Edgar is doing. Edgar, put your headphones on and give us an update about what it is that you're doing. I don't have a mic. You don't have a mic. So what is the name of the website? I went through a flask of vodka. Help me out so here. You said, oh, <laughs> 20 or so times. I'm going to be here for a while before I drive home. <laughs> he's getting plugged okay, in. He's, he's joining the party. In. It's a uh, Finally. Finally. Yeah. It does sound weird to talk with headphones on and no mic. But it's upnnow.com. Okay, so, explain explain to us upnnow.com does. So upn.com, the real name of it is the Unified Podcast Network and essentially is to get a bunch of slackers like ourselves. Yes. Um, <laughs> that maybe don't have the time or the energy. For most of us, it's usually just time. To, Resources, too. Yeah, to continue to do like weekly podcast or weekly videos and stuff like that so the idea is if we bring them all together we will have constant uh content on this website or this youtube channel or whatever and by that the algorithms will continually see this website is always updating information. Okay. There's always new stuff in there. So mm-hmm. that grows our audience. And so it's people, varied too. Correct. So people yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask is who all is involved? Correct. Can you tell the listener? So my kids have a podcast. My daughter wanted to do a, a yeah, yeah. You say that now. Wait till you listen to it. <laughs> uh, they they want to, they, they got their podcast going on. And tell the listeners to this podcast what the ages of your children are. Uh, so it's my older kids and my older kids, their podcast, uh, their ages is uh, 15, 13, and 11. So I didn't realize my volume was so, so high. That's okay. So I just blew somebody's ears out. That's okay. And um, so I, It's like either satellite or cable television. Yeah. Do you know that it is actually a federal regulation that, ca- like, that, that cable and satellite have to uh, put their everything at a specific decimal? They have decimal. to level it, yeah. But it they just, don't do it. Yeah. So. But, because they're brainwashing. So that's 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 what UPN the is all about. The fact that I know that yeah. really sucks, yeah. by the way. <laughs> but that, that's what we're hoping to do. And, yeah, hopefully we just grow the shit out of it. So it's, again, the, the idea is people that come to see Guns for Everyone podcast, and I'm going to be starting another podcast myself, uh, they come see me, they they stumble upon Carla's podcast, maybe they like that one, or maybe they, vice versa, they came to see Carla, they stumble upon ours. So we just kind of help each other grow. And, and a variety of voices is, is the, re, I don't want to say responsible, but yeah, responsible thing yeah. to do, because we all come from, from uh, I, I fall into the mindset that we are a product of our environment. Yes. And sometimes stepping outside of that, is scary as hell. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a okay. So my my dad was raised Assembly of God slash Pentecostal. My mother was raised, and these are people. This is your stereotypical people from the South. Okay, right. Okay, from the Deep South. My mother was raised Southern Baptist. Okay. My father was disowned from his family for marrying a Southern Baptist woman. Now the theological tenets 
are not that far separated. No, they're about the same. Um, mm-hmm. There are a few things. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But it was enough that my father was not necessarily welcome among family anymore. Um, I raised my children with the idea of, I want you to think for yourself. Yeah. So what did I end up with? I have three sons. The youngest claims to be an atheist. And I keep telling him, it'll pass. It's just a phase. <laughs> right. It's a phase. There'll be one day where you need to believe There's going to be something. one day that God gets a hold of you and he's going to reveal himself to you. And I don't, I don't fall into the, um, am I, do I claim to be a professed Christian? Yes, I do. Um, not necessarily because I believe in the, you know, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I like the message of Jesus. Yes. That and, and and I've pimped it before. I will pimp it again. Um, oh, my God. I'm not going to remember the guy's name. Just look up Undiluted. Benjamin Corey. There. I found it. Benjamin Corey. I actually read that recently. I've been coming out of this process of my, I call it the brainwash religion. I've been coming out of this process for a number of years. This is this is relatively new to me that I'm at this point. Undiluted by Benjamin Corey. And I've he's heard, I've heard of him. He is a liberal leaning Christian. And when I read his work, because he, he posts on Pathos a lot. Pathos is P A T H E O S dot com. It is a it is a religious website. When I read his, what he says on Pathos, I'm like this makes sense to me. What I was raised in does not make sense to me. It never made sense right. to me. Mm-hmm. And the message of Christ was about love. And it was even about, and I and people are going to be upset when I say this, tolerance. Yes. Forgiveness, redemption, repentance. It's, it, it's all in there. I need to reverse the repentance, redemption part. Um, Christ did not come here to point fingers he did it the pharisees for the most part but he was like this is what you need to do you need to treat people good yeah and you need to love that's what i have tried to in these this this is relatively new for me i mean honestly within the past few years that i'm at this point we're going i i want to rethink what my christianity means to me i have a brother that is a southern baptist minister in dallas texas and he falls into the typical stereotypical. Although he's 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 eased up over the years, um, but I think that what the this, Edgar, I'm so sorry. This is this is the vodka talking. Um, I think that what the Bible has presented to us, Old and New Testament combined, is just kind of a primer for what lies beyond here. I don't think that we are capable of intellectually, mentally understanding what lies beyond here i don't know if jesus christ was the son of god right i don't know that for sure right but i do know that his message was to love right and to do unto others as you would have them do unto you and i'm trying to i've spent a couple years on this path where i'm trying to mimic the life of christ right now i have my husband spent um back in 1999 he spent almost six thousand dollars on a digital piano for me because I played piano as a little girl. And so he did this for me. And um, right now I'm trying to find a charity 
to donate this piano to <laughs> because I have a luscious baby grand that he bought for me last oh, Christmas nice. that was my doing. Although I said, honey, this is your Christmas gift to me. Um, I want to donate this piano to a child in need, the kind that saves someone. I'm not interested in getting any money for this piano. Yeah. I've contacted two separate people. I'm waiting for responses because I feel like if, if if Jesus is standing here going, Stacey, the money doesn't matter to you. You know the money doesn't matter to you. Your, your upper middle income doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Bless the Father. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like that Saturday Night Light skit yeah. with, um, with, with Val Kilmer when he says, oh, my dad. Because he's playing the role of Jesus. And he says, oh, my dad. It's the vodka. Good vodka. Look it up. It's a Colorado product. Um, where I'm supposed to worry about contributing to the well-being another, of right. another. I want my piano, my digital piano, to go to a child that it literally saves their yeah. life. Changes that is what life, is most yeah. important to me. I had a guy show up at my house the other night. I, I was selling off my, my middle son's drum set, his drum kit, that's been sitting in storage at my house for forever neat guy loto drum guy look him up on the on the google (laughs) neat guy so we sat there and we talked to him for a while and um i might end up just donating it to him and having him deal with it but he's he's in with the anschutz and all of these um different organizations here locally that's important to me and i it whether i get I mean, like I said, my husband paid almost $6,000 for this digital piano. When I look on Craigslist, if, I'm, if I get $500, I'm lucky. Right. You know what does me more good than anything else is if this piano goes to some kid that needs it. He's impoverished. His parents are shit. Yeah. And the only thing that saves and him I, is and this you know, piano. It's funny that you said that because I was going to ask you, like, if you could make an impact, what it would be. But you almost just said it already is, you know, like – is sharing what you do have, you know what I mean? But see, this is the, this is the thing, and it, and it, and it's very. Um, I'm actually, I'm currently unaffiliated. I'm considering registering as a Democrat, so I can vote for Polis for governor in the primary because I do love Jared Polis. I don't know why I do, but I do. One of the reasons is because of his his defense of marijuana here in the state of Colorado. <laughs> but <laughs> she's business oriented. I am. I am a capitalist. At the end of the day, God bless America. No, Jared Polis actually has. If you look up Jared Polis's record, uh, his voting record, because he's he's been in the in, in Congress for a number of years, he actually fares better. In, in the terms of the free market than a lot of Republicans do. I don't have a problem with Jared Polis. Um, I would actually consider financially denote, donate, I'm sorry, donating to his campaign. It'll come out eventually. Am I taking over? You've taken over. I've taken over. <laughs> it's all right. I tell you, I've missed my time sitting behind a microphone up at KFKA. So uh, I would consider donating financially to Jared Polis's campaign because – I know where he stands. There was a big debate, uh, and it has to do with the internet, and your generation probably is into this, and I can't remember the terms that was involved in. Neutrality? No, not neutrality, not net neutrality, but close. It was something else that was going on. But Jared Polis was standing on the side right side of this. Here's the thing with Jared Polis. He is a, 
a businessman. Granted, a lot of what he has is inherited, but at the end of the day, Jared Polis is a businessman. He is quoted somewhere. I don't know. Go find it. You've got a computer sitting in front of you. You're listening to this. You have a computer. He is. He has been quoted saying, you do not want the government interfering with your business. He understands it. He gets it. I wouldn't have a problem in a heartbeat voting for Jared Polis as a Democrat. You would think that I would. I don't. I don't. I hope that he continues his run for for the gubernatorial election here in Colorado. I'm currently unaffiliated. As I said, I'm considering registering as a Democrat simply for the purpose of being able to support Jared Polis in the primaries. Now that we have primaries here in the state of Colorado, which I also voted for, for the record. Where are you at on that? primaries yeah the primaries i don't have a problem with primaries i do have a problem with caucuses because the caucuses come down to the people that have the time to sit around and bitch on a tuesday evening somewhere in their local high school i've lost hope in all political um, (laughs) aspects well but but i do feel that the, the caucuses did limit people who could be involved which is why i supported it and um i i know enough people that i'm going to say this as politely and as delicately as i can this is supposed to be carla's broadcast it's okay i like i I like it (laughs) i i dived into the political political arena some years back and i tell you there are a lot of truths that are very painful in the whole process it comes down to money and sex at the end of the day. <laughs> Can I say that? Okay, I ran for office and there was no sex involved. <laughs> like for real, there's a there's a there was a lot of um, candidates wrapped up in scandals. Like, but, I, I'm but wait, no, 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 no. I'm going to stop you there. What was the criticism from Ryan Call towards you? It yeah. had to do with sex at the Co- end of the day. Correct, because I I, I said that you were accused of being polygamous, which polygamous. you actually are. Yeah, yeah. Although he's still looking. I know. Still looking. But, <laughs> still looking. But, but yeah. Polygamist.com. So, does no, that exist? It does. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, 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 one of the things that bothered me, and this was, this was a genuine heartache for me coming out of this whole political process, was um, you say this in the well on the congressional floor, if you call it. I know who your mistress is. She's sitting in the gallery. How dare you say that? How dare you? Does your wife know? (laughs) That is the honest to God truth. And it's normal. And everyone laughs about it. They don't think anything about it. And uh, it's, it's a very difficult game to avoid. It's just part of the deal. And how'd you get involved with politics? It was accidental. I got bored. I got bored. I got bored. So <laughs> I decided to, you know, I decided to do this. Lays through politics. In that. In that. I never used drugs in the process. <laughs> I just distributed them. <laughs> she was a middleman. <laughs> but no, you know, um, it's, it, it, I, I am, I'm a history nut. Me too. And knowing what I know about the founders what their original intent was, setting aside all of the um, the agendas of individuals that want to do A, B, C, D, and there's always money involved. 
I will pay you for your campaign if you say A, B, C, D. And it's not, none of it's true. That's very upsetting to me. Uh, as I said, I'm a originalist. I'm a constitutionalist. Constitutionalist means that you're a classical liberal. If you don't know what a classical liberal is, go look up John Locke. Go look up Thomas Jefferson. Go look up James Madison. These are individuals that had a very good concept of what the founding of this nation should be. And it's it, it, it's disturbing to me. And as I, I, I posted on my, my you know, um, resuscitated website today, politicalcarryon.com, I re- I jumped back onto Facebook just because I wanted to promote the idea of, of my new, not my new website, I've had it for a while, resuscitating that website. And um, I wasn't on Facebook for 24 hours before I jumped down the throat of my half-sister and something that she had posted and the people that she had commented. I mean, and I was polite about it. I try and be polite. But when it was all done, I thought that was that was not nice. That was not nice. <laughs> and so I kind of did a post today on that experience. But what it comes down to is at the end of the day, I kind of, I, I have a list in my head. If you haven't read A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I keep on going if you haven't read these things if you don't know these things please don't bother to comment on these things because that means that you're ill-informed right and i i i would like to see the nation and perhaps you can help with this carla instead of focusing on the new latest beauty treatment for kim kardashian which i've done (laughs) By the way, <laughs> um, maybe focus on the writings of James Madison. Maybe focus on the writings of Ben Franklin, because these are brilliant men. Yes, they are. They're not. They're not people that are far removed. I, I. I have a saying that man is man. Man has always been man. Man will always be man. There is nothing that changes from that. It is inherent. Regardless of what year we're living in. Money, sex, power. These are things that if you go back into one of my favorite books of the Bible is the Song of Solomon. Some people call it the Song of Solomon. Ooh, see, Carl and I have a lot in common. (laughs) I had a friend tell me one time, Stacy, you're the only person that could find erotica in the Bible. I right? <laughs> it, it, it says in the Bible they got boobs like mountains, all kinds yeah. of stuff. Song of Solomon. Song Some people Solomon. call it Song of Song Song of Songs. It depends on who you're talking to. They call it that. Um, she didn't know that. There, there <laughs> is no. Uh, there is something about in in anything you do, regardless of what market you're in. If you're trying to sell Coca Cola, if you're trying to sell genetically modified chicken nuggets. Go to the Song of Songs because it is the nature of man. It was true then. Mm-hmm. It is true now. Mm-hmm. These things remain static. Yeah. And uh, I I love that in, in the Song of Songs, the these innate human aspects, they don't change regardless of technology. I'm going to yeah. want my husband to do whatever. And I will have the same jealousies. Mm-hmm. 
I will have the same insecurities because of him. It does not change. Right. Because of time. It does not change because there's a new Apple operating system. Right. So I know that we had, you're supposed to be interviewing me. That's okay. I was actually going to chime in real quick. Did you guys hear, do you guys know of the Black Mamba? Because you I just do not said, know the black you said, is. you know, you is that talked a snake? about it is, it is a snake, but it's just a she, she is a she. She's a woman. Sounds sexy. Is this is like a, like a, uh, um, a drag queen show? No. Okay. Um, so we were talking in the barbershop because apparently, um, on KS 107, the local radio station, Black Widow. Black Widow. Black Widow. Thank you. Oh, my you God. For don't get me that. started on Black Widows. I have an obsession with Black Widows. No, this is, she's a, a woman. Thank you for correcting me on that because I called her the Black Mom. But I, I don't know, that's probably Black what Widows are awesome, <laughs> yeah. by the way. She's a Black Widow. So this woman, because you're saying sex, money, and power, right? Yes. Man? Those remain constant regardless. She, Plan your marketing. She is that. famous right now, like super famous. They had on the radio station because um, apparently she goes and – like has affairs with all these men. She's not even that good looking. Okay, first of all, at all, it doesn't matter. That's and, what I learned. And she's like on a mission to like ruin these guys' lives. On top of it, like she really does. Like she's messed up people's and lives. It's all rappers. It's all rappers. And 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 what I was asking the barbers is like, what does she have though? Does she have any assets through this? Does she has she <laughs> made any real money off of this, or is she just like? Along for the ride. Because if she's just along for the ride, then she's stupid. Okay, so... You Ed, know what I mean? Edgar. Like- <laughs> Edgar. You're the man that's sitting in studio here. Answer that. So, like, she's not even that fine. She's out to fuck you over, literally. Literally. And yet, she's still bagging and tagging them. Uh, she does make money because the, the more people you have on Instagram... So people will will contact you and say promote this this product for us. I don't know if she's doing it. I don't follow her on Instagram. Right. I don't know much about her besides the bagging and tagging and but, ruin people's lives. But that that would be one way. Now, as far as ruining people's lives, like the other person made that decision as well. Well, of course. But I'm just saying, like, because she's she's like on this mission to like specifically she's be not ratchet. Cute. You know what I mean? But she's not, but she's cute. not cute either. But it doesn't matter. And she doesn't, doesn't even. Doesn't, and doesn't I mean, matter. she has to be a level of smart because yeah. obviously this is working for her. Yeah. Okay. But if she doesn't even sound smart. Okay. So, so she's dumb. Because I heard a little bit of the. Interview. I heard a little bit of it too. And so I was like, I can't even watch this. You asked, does it, does it matter? And, and the truth is, it, it to a certain degree, it doesn't matter if all you're looking for is opportunity. Okay. Yeah. Because, okay. So there's two separate questions here. Yeah. What is the Edgar Per? What turns Edgar Antion on? <laughs> I don't know that I feel comfortable answering that with you. <laughs> Actually, you don't have to. What turns men on in general? I have had plenty of questions over the years where I will tell my husband, I need you to set aside the fact that I'm your wife. Yeah. And I need you to answer this question for me as a man. Because I need to know. Yeah. I need to know. That's happened several times. Yeah. And and he's honest with me and tells me it's like the whole you know Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Everyone says Jennifer. An- I've yet to find a man. This is Angelina Jolie. No, oh, Angelina Jolie. A- Aniston all day long. Why is that? Because <clears throat> see the thing about Angelina Jolie, she's sexy. She's very sexy. She's she's sexy. Jennifer Aniston is pretty. We'll, f- we'll fold your socks and put them in the drawer, right? Well, she looks no, like she will. It, yeah, I don't think she would. 
But for me, anyways, Jennifer Aniston is pretty. And there's two separate things there. Is, is there's women who are sexy and there's women who are pretty. And, and for me, anyways, I'd, I'd much rather, in the long run, someone who is pretty. I've never found a man, for the record, and you, you should know this is, is your industry, yeah. a man that has said Angelina Jolie ever. Yeah, because Angelina Jolie's sex. Like, are Jennifer. you talking like like a relationship, right? I or? don't know. Any man that you ask, and, mm-hmm. and how many male clients do you have? Oh, all of them. Well, okay. Because they've asked me, because even one of the barbers joked one day, you know, because I don't, I don't really try to go to work. I, I go messy hair. I don't care. You know, this is my outfit, some leggings and a t-shirt. You know she chose I mean? Frida, so that's, you know, right. pretty cool. Frida. Um, but he asked me one day, Carlita. Why are these fools be jocking you? And I just kind of laughed. And I was like, I don't know. I guess it's maybe because I'm not heavy. I have a decent attitude. My teeth are nice. And I, <laughs> I, I go to work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, I mean, that's, that's what it is, you know what I mean? And I guess I was like, and not only that, you know, I don't wear a ton of makeup. So I guess what they're seeing is what they're they're seeing. But- you know what I'm saying? Like, I rarely wear makeup. This is a special day. But it's... It's simply different. But even even with this shit going on. Because that chick, the Black Widow, she's an opportunity. She's there. Yeah. And she's going to give up sex. So so being a, a, myself in a very unique situation, um, my wife likes women. Uh, we share that in common. He's a, I like women. <laughs> I like women. I get it. I understand. <laughs> Actually, that was one of the questions that I asked my husband a long time ago. Yeah. I'm like, what is it with men? And lesbians, why do they like lesbians? His response to me was, and this, and, and I had said to him, I need you to set aside. I'm your wife. Yeah. Don't offend me. Don't worry about offending me. And he said, it's because they like pussy too. <laughs> That's what he told me. I'm like, okay, that makes so. sense to me, actually. So, so. Maybe. I, I've never really thought about it in that context, I, I guess. But so, so a girl like that, if, if it's opportunity – it's there, then to a certain degree, you're going to take it. But you don't slide her for it at all, do you? What do you mean? That she is taking this opportunity to promote what it is that she wants to promote. Do I, I look down like on her? you're not hating on her game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had to translate. Go for it. <laughs> translate for I don't speak that one. <laughs> She's over here like, this guy's too white. Like, I don't know what the hell you just said there. She's like, thank you, Carla. What's what my fees, my translation fees? <laughs> we'll urbanize it. Real I quick. don't. <coughs> I I heard the thing because it, it came on. It was one of those, <coughs> the, the video popped up, and and KS one seven five had never done a, a video like that. Not that I had seen, anyways. I don't listen to that station as as much as I used to when I was growing up. But either way, <clears throat> so I clicked it on, and I'm indifferent about her. Like I don't. She doesn't affect my life in any way, shape, or form. Now, I've had people in my life who were like that, and I just removed myself from them. And in mm-hmm. fact, the last relationship that I had, like she was like that. It turned out, and, and she was just out to to get as many men as possible. Mm-hmm. Like during the time that I was with her, it was three of us. Do you hold that so. against her? At this point, it's, it's been it's been four um, years. But you know what? Here's a th- here's a thing though, and and this is my observation. Yeah. You can correct me. Yeah. Please do if I'm wrong. You're at a delicate point in your life right now. 
Uh, no. You're looking for a relationship. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. Not a booty call. Correct. Okay. Correct. So, uh, so, so for, you, were you more mad about the deception? I was more mad about the lie, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Which is, absolutely. I mean, like if you and I as women, we would look at that and go, why is he pissed off about a booty call? No, right. She because... wasn't a booty call. She was a relationship. Right, because he was, he was building so, a so relationship. I, I, I would, I, 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 would, I would sleep. I would uh, I would live half time at my house with my wife, and mm-hmm. then the other time I would go live with her. So it was Maybe, it was a relationship. And and this is where we say for anyone that is new listening, yeah, Edgar is a uh, venturing polygamist. I, I guess you. I don't know. I am I am the Ted Mosby of polygamy. I don't know if you guys watch How I Met Your Mother, but I am the Ted Mosby of, of polygamy. I'm and I to- and I find this fascinating. For, for for many reasons, um, if anyone chooses to, you know, beat up on Edgar because of that decision in his life, I have a big problem with that. Not because I know him, but because I think that we all need to be provided the opportunity to live our lives as we choose. Polygamy for thousands of years was normal. Mm-hmm. It was normal. This p- place that we're at right now is actually the exception to the general. Right. And uh, and and I've told him before, it's nothing that I could do. I don't I don't see and it's not and it's not about the intimacy. Yeah. It's about the little things. And I, I remember telling him specifically um the the day that I would look at my husband and going, "What do you mean you're taking hike, her hiking today? She can't keep up with you." I can keep up with you hiking. Why are you taking her hiking today? <laughs> yeah. It's those little things outside of the intimacy that I would have. I I think that probably would affect me probably more. I I I don't know. I kind of understand it in a weird way. Um, my dad was sort of my dad was always a cheater, and I know that it's not the same thing. Um, but. I always kind of thought sort of like, why didn't they come up with this sort of understanding? You know what I mean? Like, why didn't and, my and mom some sort pe- of understand some people do. That, my, that my dad is sort of this this type of man that, and, that is very comfortable having multiple relationships, and he has been that way. Do you know what I mean? Now, my mom choosing to sort of force a, rela- a relationship with my dad. Now, I don't know if my dad sort of in- intended for the cookie to crumble the way that it crumbled, but I do know for a fact that, like I said, my dad carried this relationship with another woman for a very long time, and he held up, you know, his house, his family, his all of that. We lived a very good, comfortable life. I can't judge him as a father. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I judge him... Sort of as a, as a little bit as a woman now that I'm grown up and a little bit of a daughter, but it's more of the deception. I think that's what I was going to say. I think it, that it's, it, it, it was, it's more it's, of the it's deception. more being honest about what it is that you're actually uh-huh. doing. Now, um, now men so in the, the, the lie for me, lie is worse. Yeah, than yeah, the death. lie, and and I and part of me feels that in some cases it is almost natural. Do you, men. Do, you, do you know what I mean? I almost think that it goes both ways a little bit. I have I think actually, it, I've read a couple of, of, of case studies that men, that, that women are um, biologically programmed the same as men. Yes. 
But we've been taught but, to but suppress socially, it. Socially, we've been taught to suppress yeah. it. We've been taught to, and in in our nature, honestly, if we were to bear it down to like our nature, as as a, as a woman out, sort of in the wild, or trying to make the best of her family, you would be sort of naturally obligated to look for the best mate. Yeah. Now, in some of those incidents. That's why they get chosen. Fuck. Well, uh, no, no, no. But I'm just saying like, and that could be multiple things because, you know, as a woman, you could need help as sort of a caregiver, a man that's more of a caregiver to help with the caregiving in the house. And then you may need also. So I look at it this way. You may also need the man that's uh, the the brute, the, 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 yeah. the stereotypical yeah. man job. You know what I mean? But they're not going to be the run a bath and rub your your back you know sort of sort of man do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like if you get lucky to have a nice balance of that in a in a man being a woman that's you know attracted to men i think that you're very lucky but i think it goes the other way too for a man that it's almost natural that you are also looking for the best fitted mate and it's programmed that you know we're supposed to mate and men are supposed to continue with their seeds so why wouldn't they want to do that sort of in a multiple sort of family and i i I have been and i've told edgar this before and and i'm I'm not currently in the past i have been obsessed with sister wives and And i think it kind of works i i think that now their situation you don't know what's produced and what's real right because it's a television show Yeah, yeah yeah uh but i am simply fascinated by their interactions yeah. and how they handle the jealousy aspects, mm-hmm. um, and and I, and I and I don't really. I mean, I have a husband and three sons, so I try to be cautious when I say these things. There are women that I have run into that say, "Why would I want to have to deal with a man seven days a week if I've got him spread out?" among some other women, my life is easier. Right. And see, that's what I was going to say, is that I look at it in more as um, that, and I and I, and I I only can, can kind of imagine it a little bit is because me and my sister live together. You know what I mean? And we sort of always have. Mm-hmm. And having the partnership of another, another woman specifically, you know what I mean, to where both of our interests are about our children. And I am not the Betty Crocker of the girls. Um, I can cook, you know, yeah, like clean, but I honestly rather pay somebody else to do that kind of stuff. You know, I, the only thing I like doing at home is like, I like making art and I like cooking, you know, mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that I like doing. Now, if you could find a way to delegate that with somebody else, to me, I could kind of see how it sort of makes sense. It's, you know it's what I mean? the jealousy part of it that, that you have see, to get over. I could see yeah. that part of it because I am sort of a, I am a selfish Woman. But you're not jealous now in a monogamous relationship. I'm. I think I will always be jealous. Yeah. So. So. It, it, it's no different than in a monogamous relationship. I think it's just the that you have it in your head. It's no different than everything else yeah. in life. You have it in your head. I mean, that there has to be a certain way, a certain foundation in order f- to begin with, and, and then I, from there you make sure to stay con- consistent. Right? I, mean, I, I, I would never want to, me personally, yeah. be involved in a polyamorous. Yeah, relationship. Well, it, it but but, it, but that, it's because you've been taught that the way it's supposed I don't think to it, be. N- no? It's not because I've been taught. It's because of what is innate yeah. inside me. Yeah. I have a possession thing that rules within me. Yeah. This is my man. 
stay the fuck away from my man or yeah. I will kill you. And we actually joke at that. My, my husband and I joke about that. If if anyone, um, any woman, like, does anything, mm-hmm. is nice, I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill that bitch. <laughs> She's dead. She, but he has had to tolerate as I as I told you before. You know, I came early. My friends, most of my friends are males. Yeah. I get along with men. I've always gotten along with with the male gender above and beyond anything I do with females. I'm in third grade. My friends are guys. Yeah, they're boys. That's just always what it was. So my husband has had to deal with. I'm like, oh, I had lunch with Steve today. Yeah. And Steve's, and he deals with it. I'm, and I'm like, if he had lunch with whoever, the bitch is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but the, the associate, how I justify it to myself is, is it's as a, anyone that I meet for lunch, whatever, is genuinely platonic. Right. And it's not, there, there's nothing there. There's right. nothing there. And I, I just, I just prefer men over women because that's platonic who I am. for you. Platonic for me entirely, yeah. and but but, but not see, ne- not necessarily for the men though, because it, there mm-hmm. there is a I I noticed early on yeah. that I have to get them. Well, as I'm older now, it does it's not as much as a problem, which is so sad to say. Miss bifocal's prescription <laughs> here on this day. Um, if you can get a man past the idea of. Him wanting to get into your pants as opposed to, dude, I'm just your sister. That's all I am to you mm-hmm. is I'm your sister. That's that thing. And that happens with every male friendship that I have. They get past that point of, oh, okay, she's not interested in that. She's just this person that I run to for advice. The guy still doesn't care. Um, <laughs> my husband no, doesn't care. If you gave no, him no, the opportunity, the it probably happened. No, no. And actually, I had there – there was yeah. – there was, Yeah, because <laughs> – like, One friend of mine in particular, so yeah. um, Liberty on the Rocks. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I used to be a regular attendee to these events. I know Amanda R- um, Ruler. Ruler. Um, oh, no, Amanda Amanda, and Justin Longo started them yeah. years ago. Right. So there's a couple of different um, expansions from that. But there was one time that I was, I was walking down the stairs because we were re- meeting in this restaurant that was a basement. Am I slurring my words? I'm slurring, aren't I? Um, <laughs> and I'm you're wa- drunk because you had vodka. I class. had vodka. It was go, really good. Go, go vodka. It's the Colorado, Colorado vodka. vodka. <laughs> um, I'm I'm walking down the stairs, and um, I've had some days where I look very nice, and my my friend that runs this particular chapter goes, ooh, he tells me after the fact, ooh, I was thinking, who is that coming down? Oh, it's just Stacy. And I'm like, <laughs> because he knows me to, uh, I guess you would say intimately. He knows me to personally. And and I keep telling my husband that. I'm like, you don't understand. These guys that I hang out with, they're like, oh, it's just Stacy. She's like my big sister. Yeah. My my thing with you. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah. To be vulnerable, you're married. <laughs> like married women are a complete turnoff for me. Really? Yes. I know people. I know men. I should yeah. say people. I know men that the married women yeah. is a challenge for them. No, for me, it's just like nah. Like that's that's not. I'm my, also old enough to be your mother. That I don't think that matters for men. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. No. no, absolutely no, it doesn't. not. Absolutely that's, not. That's actually there, surprising. There's to a me. preference. 
There's a preference. And I'm weird. So do not take this. Take it for what it's worth. Because I like thick chicks. I like skinny chicks. I like old chicks. I like he Mexican. chicks. <laughs> there you if go. If they have a <laughs> No, not if they have a vagina. But uh, he likes chicks a lot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about a lot. Now I just sound like a sex-craved maniac. No, you didn't. But, I'm just, I'm just but married women for me have always been like it just it, it, it doesn't matter if 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 what category they're in. Like, as soon as I know they're married, it, it, that thought never even crosses. Well, see, and, and the thing with all of this and in my, in my involvement in politics was just, is actually um, it, it's enlightening, it's depressing. There's a lot of, we'll just go ahead and use the word fornication that occurs in politics. Rarely have I been hit on. It just doesn't happen. It's because of the way you carry yourself. That's what my husband tells yeah, me. Yeah, I, I encountered the same thing at the barbershop because I've even, like, I've seen other women come into the barbershop and the, the guys, they treat them like a girl. And and that's a big, broad sort of things of that, that happen, you know, and that mm-hmm. they get treated. And I remember when I first started, and there was a couple of situations where they were kind of pushing my buttons a little bit. You know what I mean? And I stood my ground. I stood my ground. I stood my ground. And I think that even being at the barbershop, it taught me a lot about myself, about a, being a woman in a man's world. And it taught me a lot about, you know, the way you walk, the way you talk, and how even how to turn that on and turn that off at certain points. You know what I mean? My husband needs a new barber. I'm like, but I'm, I'm in Thornton. That's a... I'm in Henderson. Oh. I'm like two minutes away from Thornton. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You're not far. He's, he's been, no, no. And, and I had, I think I had told, I don't know, at some point, it's been a long evening. The, the gal that has been cutting my husband's hair for quite some time, she had a health issue. And so she quit doing what she was oh, doing. Oh, yeah, you were telling she, me. she had a, yeah. her and her husband had a concern that the chemicals involved with hairdressing it will, was, and it does. was what was causing her problem. So this is something that she's done for decades. Yes. And she stopped. It was heart-wrenching to her because these are personal relationships that she has mm-hmm. with her clients, right? And so my husband has been jumping around trying to find somebody that works for him and there was one time he came home and i was like and, and i didn't say anything but i'm keeping myself keeping to myself oh my god oh my god are you serious i i went ahead and bought a wall razor because i thought i'm gonna just i'm just gonna do it myself You're just gonna fix it yeah i'm gonna fi- i'm gonna do it myself he hasn't let me do it yet i think he might have stumbled upon a new one i would love to send him your way that i would, would be a safe I would, situation i would love it <laughs> i i saw the pictures that they posted on good america uh, good morning america by the way get at me good morning america from great clips get at me great clips so i can train your people sad 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 just for the record three times <laughs> <laughs> okay if i owned a great clips worked at a great clips and or even went to a Great Clips, I would feel embarrassed for Great Clips being represented the way they did. That in that poor girl, she didn't even know that her haircuts were terrible. Not even just like, oh, that's a Great Clips haircut. It's all right. No, no, no. Well, okay. and, and I mean, when the, when when the minimum standard is a state license, I guess. Well, you know, that's the thing is, like, because you go to school, it's nine months. They really don't teach you anything. Yeah. And then all the state wants from you is your money. You know what I'm I mean? I'm shocked. 
to oh, hear that. Your money. You don't really learn anything at school, so they want your money. And then you still have to go, you know, wherever else to jack a few people up and, and learn, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was good right off the bat. But of yeah. course you were. <laughs> I kind of was. Where did you start? Great Clips. <laughs> No, but the, let me, t- the, for the record, Great Clips is an amazing concept. That's why they're so big. That's why they've made it where they've made it. It's just that they are not keeping up with paying Silas what they deserve. The Silas become a slave to that chair. Corporate America just is terrible about that. Um, but how do you, how do you feel? Let me ask you about this. How do you feel about, sorry. Couldn't here. <laughs> How do you feel about it being as a stepping stone into something it's greater? Absol- I think it's an amazing stepping stone and on your way out. Yeah. Because it's guaranteed clients, it's guaranteed training, and it's a guaranteed check. Yeah. You know, so if you're trying to get your feet wet and you're trying to get experience, and even if you are trying to sort of climb up the corporate ladder, if you kind of think, I want to manage one of these, you know, maybe I want to own one of these, um, all of that, Yeah. Definitely. Go take it for what it's worth. You know what I mean? But do your best while you're there. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I can say is do your best while you're there. Because then, then you know, that poor guy thinks every woman that's ever touched their his head is terrible. And then they come looking at me sideways, you know. And I'm about to bless them with the juice. <laughs> with the juice. It, it, it is. is. It's <laughs> funny that where do, you, where do you have your hair done, Edgar? He does it in, in his bathroom. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's just wrong. You have her as a friend. That's. Just I don't know wrong. if he cares enough to cut it. Do, do you? I don't give a shit. See, okay, yeah, that's what he told me basically. So, like, and I, I had. I don't give a, a, a like. I'm not a, a vain person. Like, I know I'm ugly. I know where I stand. I don't think he's, he's not ugly. He's I, not. Men are su- men are supposed to be ugly. Men have hair. They're supposed to be ugly. They have thick to, eyebrows, and they're they supposed have, to fart. They yeah. they they have. Dirty nails, and if they yeah. don't, That's what then you have a girlfriend. Anticipate yeah. out of a man. I, 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 I'm that you have a girlfriend. If he doesn't but, have any hair, and he's pretty with eyebrows yeah. and clean hands. And I, I'm telling you, as a woman that's my age, yeah. though, we talked about the graying thing. I don't have a problem with that shaved bald thing. Oh my god, that's hot. It is yeah. hot too. Yeah. 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 I, I just yeah, I, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, and I had, <laughs> I had in this. This is huge to me in March. I had had 12 inches of hair cut off. Oh, yeah. That probably made you look younger. Um, no, I thought it made me look older. I don't think so. I, I do. But um, it was it it was tough on me because it was I felt like I was I was releasing a um, sexual. There you go. A sexual side of me when I decided to choose to have that hair cut off. Yeah. Because your your attraction is based upon hair is very specific. ceremonial. Yeah. And um it's you know, it's growing back and I have an idea about where I'm going to grow it to and I'm gonna go ahead and I leave that for, for 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 the sake of upkeep. Right. Because it was when it was long it's it, hard. Was, it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um but uh um that was a really tough decision hair, for me. Hair is important, um, it's, especially for women. It, it ties in a lot of things. It's, it, the, no, it ties. It a, ties in sexuality, which a, I didn't know about until after until after I cut it off. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw myself as an as an entirely different person sexually. I I could see that for sure. Um, 
But see, like, I look at My husband said, as long as you've got enough for me to grab, we're That's okay. What they all care about. They don't <laughs> care. But see, I, um, like, I look at it more spiritually. Like, you know, when, um, Berto died, I cut my hair there at the funeral home. I just couldn't even look at my hair. I just couldn't even Why is it. that, though? Because, so, because I had to straighten my hair before we went because you know that's how people think my hair is done is if it's straightened right this is natural this, this is curl yeah that's amazing i i like it thank what you what are you what is your ethnic diversity background i'm sorry i'm it's I'm, okay i'm trailing i'm a black mexican indian okay um I, i've got a sauce full of different mixtures but we did the dna thing and so we are uh primarily uh, Native American and I believe Scandinavian, my sister said, is the highest percentages. My husband had more Scandinavian in his DNA profile than I did. Yeah, that's because of, the um, when, they, when they escaped it's the, the Vikings. The, it's the fucking Vikings. The religious persecution. Yeah. The Mennonites and all them. They all rolled out of Europe and ended up everywhere. That's what happened. I call it American. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all the Mennonites and all them. <laughs> you know, all them. <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, apparently a lot of them landed in Chihuahua. That's where my family is from. So that's where we got so my that. dog's from. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when we took the DNA, we came up to almost 10% um, African-American, mm-hmm. which considering that we're My Mexican husband was at 4% African-American. Um, it's a high percentage considering, like, you know, you think, like, oh, we're Mexican. Nobody well, ever talks about it. There's, you know what I mean? there's every single person on the face of the planet should have African-American DNA right. within their system because that is the source of civiliza- civilization she's, is in with. She's, she's a rapper out. now. <laughs> she's I like Eminem because he's white. <laughs> you don't even know that, man. You're too young. She's like... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, um, uh, the, the source of civilization is in West Africa. Yeah. I mean, even like my DNA profile came out with with a trace yeah. of that. Yeah. But it may, it also made me run with a joke of, you know, Halle Berry said, well, if you're even, you know, one drop of African, I'm like, your I'm family, one drop no, your of family, African. Your family I claim is that? from the South, you know. My it fa- I it could have been a, a, the I masters like to mess around. So I have you know. this one hair that's like towards here, the top. It's like a crazy hair. Telling us your great, and great, I, great, great, great I had been, I, <laughs> I anticipated in, because I did two different DNA profiles. I anticipated more African-American because that, that was the thing is like, my family's from the South. You yeah, know, they you were know getting jiggy with somebody they shouldn't have. And it came out lower than I, I was like, oh, I Damn, my husband's got more African in him than That's I probably do. That's right, because he's he's, he's Portuguese. He's he's got the well the the way that they break it down. It was it was Spain slash Portugal. Yeah, and see, Portugal and Spain were the first to basically start the slave trade. So they that's that explains a lot. But you know, and we look at you know, I've told my husband the big slave trade because there was always slaves. The they're big, in there the still big, slaves. The big around the world, you know. And I, I told, I, I had told my husband, I said, you, you really just need to start calling yourself mixed race because that's what you are. We yeah. know it now because his father was always kind of um, silent on their ethnic history. That's why, I mean, our last name is supposed to be Lucero, but 
my father-in-law didn't like that, so he chose to have his name legally changed. Significantly down the road, by the way, because you could do that in that day and time to Petty, and it's supposed to be Lucero. And my husband's going, oh, my God, you moved us to Brighton? I would have been better if I had the last name Lucero <laughs> in Brighton. Come on. But, um, no, I mean, we're we're – we're of that lineage. Yeah. So so we're we're pretty mixed. So you could see, you know, it pops up in our hair. Plus, like, um, I feel a really strong tie to the Native American side. My grandfather um, definitely claimed his Native American side. He's the grandfather that's supposed to be the black Indian. And when he got sick with Alzheimer's was one of the, you know, times that I remembered, like, seeing him with off, off with no shirt on because I had to go into the hospital and translate for him. And I just remember thinking, like, he's not frail. Like, you know, he had these long arms, his brown skin. He had a six-pack. Like, he was thin. My grandfather was always a thin guy, you know what I mean? But I was like, this guy is strong. And even when he was just all mad, you know, and he was just, like, cursing at us and he wanted some cigarettes and he's sitting there. Can you blame him? You just could, you could just halfway see, like, the, the, the ethnicity yeah. In him. You know what I mean? His curly curly hair and he was all pissed off. We gave him a Snickers. He was spitting peanuts at my sister. You know what I mean? And that's when I think the first time we'd always heard the stories of like, um, have you guys ever seen The Black Grandma in the Closet? It's a really good show. I only I know like it. R. Kelly in the closet. Yeah, right. No, there's a black grandma in the closet, and they talk. They hilarious. talk. It is. Come on. They talk. They talk about this about about how in Latin America or even in the United States about how you know that part of the history they kind of try to sort of not in some places not purposely took it away. In Mexico, it happened more or less because there was such a mixture that happened so quickly between um, everybody. It was basically lower class because well, you there have, was such I mean, a few you, amount of there, upper There's class. a large amount. I mean, in general, you, the, the, the idea behind the eth- ethnic background of Mexican, quote unquote, is Spaniards with the native indigenous tribes. Right. But there's a large African population. A huge. Huge. Um, that, the, that is intermingled in there. The slaves, just like here, outnumbered um, the whites. Um, and I say slaves because there were also native native natives that were mixed up in there. Um, and the reason that they demolished slavery in Mexico is because they literally came to the realization they outnumber us. And if we don't start giving them something, they're we're fucked. Our businesses, our feel, all of this. They they knew right away. Yeah. And that's when we got our early revolutionaries. And so I think it's um Guerrero, Benjamin Guerrero is one of the first uh, Mexican leaders. I believe that's his name. He was, they say he was a mulatto. Okay. And they say that that's where we and, get our, our and, Mexican. And, and tell the people mulatto for the reference is also includes includes something that's Middle Eastern or African. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. Um, and so they said that um, that's actually where we get our sort of uh, – our fight, the Mexican, is 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 actually that sort of that. I mean, and, and this, indigenous side of us. This is, I mean, has has Mexico created its own ethnicity? Kind of, sorta. Yeah, but it is it is diverse. Well, because they said they just added uh, the black 
race or, uh, you know, to be considered a race to the ses- census this year, if I'm not mistaken, if okay. not last year, okay. they were not even acknowledged. So there is definitely parts of Mexico where there are black Mexicans, but for whatever reason, they're just not, they're not okay. put into them, into the light. And, and they live very poor. Um, you know, and often they, 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 they confuse them with South Americans and they're, they're not, they're, they're not. from Mexico. Well, I mean, and that's an entire, I mean, you, you jump into any country in South America. It's very, um, gentrified mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and they, they very much keep to themselves each individual country in South America. Yeah. There is no alliance with anything. Mm-hmm. You're neighbors with somebody, but there's nothing that you really want to, to, to work with with anyone in that specific specific situation there's still vodka involved um so (laughs) when you let me let me ask you this so you've you've got this podcast this regular podcast thing that you want to do with edgar here yeah and i am thrilled about that by the way i think that your voice and and the passion that you bring to the conversation there's a lot to add out there for the record, if that if that helps you in any way, yeah, and I actually thank you for that. Um, and I like that you said earlier that you know you you call yourself a Christian, you 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 proclaim that. You I know? like the message of Jesus. Yes, I, I like Christ. that. Um, and I like the what you said right now too because it just made me think of a long time ago. I had somebody from the church that prayed for me, and he told me like you have a voice. Yeah, but and at that time I wasn't doing anything. I had just started at the barber shop. I had just you know I was but figuring this, out a lot this, about my this life. Is, this is the part of. Of, and you can you can apply this to any religion, any denomination, right? And I think I I, I tend to fall into the cat because I was raised Christian. I identify as Christian, right? If I was from India, I would be Hindu. Right. If I was from Japan, I would be Buddhist. There are things that are consistent among the major religions of this world, and it it really is the golden rule: yeah. do unto others as you would have them do exactly. unto you. Exactly. And I I don't necessarily fall into the category of Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. Right. I fall into the category of Jesus is what I was taught. And you know what? I kind of like what he has to say. I want to mimic my life after Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I call myself a Christian based upon that. But what I see that's lacking is so much what you hear from, um, and and I'm saying this as my my Caucasian self. What you hear from minorities is a lot of social justice issues. Yeah, and you know what? I get a little bit, sort of rubbed the wrong way when like when people are sort of overly brown power black yeah. power and see you um, know what at the end of the day is, woe is me um what are, you know what are we can't you can't do this what are you compared to me you're Nothing. a human being and that's kind of why i was how i was telling that i want to bring i want to bring people back to the reality of like what normal is just like with these conversations you know of what normal is you know um in the conversation that i have from you you know i know that your family your your faith you know um and even your own fire fuel you you know what i mean that you love to write that you need to write you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i already learned a whole lot of stuff about you when if if i would have looked at you from um a picture that described you might have said you know that's some white chick a politician whatever that's almost seems someone slightly unreachable somebody that we would never be at the same table yeah. with and, and I, now i realize that no fuck that i want to be at the same table with all of these people and and, and i and, can be and and there's no and this is something that was very important to my parents and one of the reasons that they left the south i think i might have been touching on that earlier and then the vodka interfered. <laughs> 
So my parents, as I said, my dad was from from Alabama. My mother goat was vodka. Goat, goat vodka. Vodka. Colorado made. Colorado made. Go look it up on Google. Buy it. It's actually my favorite vodka. Um, and I that I should plug I should plug Rocker Spirits because it's a friend of mine as well. A friend of my a friend of ours, I should say. One of our contractors uh, got tired of drywall and started his distillery, and he's got rum, whiskey, and vodka. And actually, the whiskey and the vodka are pretty good. I'm I, I'm surprised that they were as good as they were, not because. I had less anticipations out of him, but because he's so new, I really liked his vodka. But I like vodka. My sister likes vodka. <laughs> I distracted you completely. Um, so uh, my, as I said, my mother was from Mississippi. My dad was from Alabama. One of the reasons that they left the South was because of the racism. Yeah, you had and I remember them. going back because we, we would it was it was normal to go back in the summer with my siblings. We did this long, miserable car ride from Colorado to Mississippi or Alabama without air conditioning. Okay, and we would go every summer. And I remember sitting in my aunt and uncle's house in Pascagoula, Mississippi, and my uncle telling me, "I'm watching the Jeffersons. Do you know the Jeffersons? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. the, the television show. You guys are so young. I have to ask. I love the Jeffersons. I loved the Jeffersons. I was I was watching the Jeffersons on their television as a young girl. I'm going to go ahead and use the word. My uncle walks in and says, "Get that nigger off my television." The Jetsons. The, the Jeffersons. Oh, the Jeffersons. The Jeffersons. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Don't speak Spanish in front of me. I just me. understood it. I have 1% of the language. Um, and I remember sitting there as a little girl going, what's wrong? I, I ran to my mother and I said, because my pa- I'm going to cry. I'm going to end up crying. I ran to my mother and said, what is he talking about? Because my parents never instilled that in us. Yeah, I'm like, like why? Why, talking why can't that? I watch this television show that I love? Because these people are black. And when the day that I and I think I, I I alluded to this earlier, the day that I brought my husband home, the very first time we were dating, we started dating in 1983. My husband, who is dark. I mean, he looks Mexican. He's, he's, he's got the whole thing. My dad told me with tears in his eyes, I'm just so happy that the prejudice thing didn't rub off on you. I'm just so happy. And I remember standing there going, it's just Jim. What are you talking about? It's just Jim. And um, it never occurred to me because my parents raised me that way. It is environmental. It's entirely environmental. My parents raised me to not judge color but i i had told edgar at some point in here when we were discussing you i said you know what carla's a minority and she's got a voice and she's going to be able to reach people that no one else can and it's very important that she gets her voice out there (laughs) and i hate the fact that here we are in 2017 and i even have to think about well carla's a minority yeah. And she's going to be able. That's wrong. But I, but I've thought that. I mean, I think we even had a conversation about how like the media that's out there, like for us in between. And I speak that for like anybody that's an in betweeny minority. Um, it's just lacking for us because there are a lot of things that we sort of don't know by default because our parents weren't raised here. And by the time that maybe our language kicked in, we were a little bit older. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, there's been a couple of situations where like. They asked me about certain things, and I don't know what that TV show is, or I don't know what you're talking about. The Jeffersons. You know, (laughs) I was like, but I do know the Jeffersons. That's a 70s thing. But when you said the Jeffersons, I got the Jetsons in my head, head, so I got the cartoons. The Jetsons were also, for the record, very cool. 
They were very cool. They had a robot maid, you know, so yeah. they've got some diversity thing going yeah. for them. <laughs> but um, then when you started talking, then I realized what no, you the were Jeffersons, talking about. Yeah. And, and, you know, the funny thing is, so, I mean, my, my era... Okay, I am a huge I Love Lucy fan. I love I Love Lucy. Oh my god, that is just the epitome of she she was a a a cutting edge comedian because uh-huh. um, she's female comedian instead of opposed to comedian um, for her era. Oh yeah, and the fact that she married Desi Arnaz despite the hound dog that he was. Yeah. Um, was incredible because oh, yeah. you did not marry a minority in that period of time. You did not promote your marriage. To the minority. She did a lot of things. That she did a lot of things. Weren't she 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 broke the mold on so many different mm-hmm. levels, and she did what she could to help him in his career to move forward. And although it didn't work out for them because of his love of the ladies, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that it really broke a mold. Now, now her. Her show there, I Love Lucy, I don't know if you know this, was the first time on network television that they showed a couple lying together, sitting together, I should say, in the same bed. Yeah, I did. They had, for a very long time, they had twin beds beds, in their show. And then so there was a a point in time where they moved them to the same bed and they're sitting there, you know, they're reading or something at night and they're talking to each other and she's, uh, Ricky, I don't know what you're saying, you know, explain it to me. And, but that was huge Mm -hmm. for that day and age. You know, how do you think we all ended up here still alive here in the day because people get jiggy? Yeah. And they have to lay in the same bed to do it. How do you have sex in a twin bed? Oh, no, I've had sex in a twin bed. <laughs> I was like, uh, it happens. You don't need that much space. It's like very easy. That's very easy. There's harder places. The so it's that corner over there. Harder places yeah. than you can think back of. Backseat of a car. I mean, That's way yeah. harder. Yeah, oh my goodness! I used <laughs> to have the random. source. I used yeah. to have the sore spot on my head all the time, and it took me a long time <laughs> to figure out what it was. Movie theaters. It was a car. Was yeah. A yeah. And I was, it, it took me a long time. I was a teenager with my husband. <laughs> I can say that now. But it's like, why does my head hurt right there? Oh. She's all, <laughs> had a giggle. <laughs> I don't know what that's from. <laughs> oh, well. So, hey, Edgar, are we done here? Because it's 930-ish. Yeah. And so. He's falling asleep on This us. is what I want to do. So, Carla. Yes. I want you to go ahead and give a synopsis of what it is that you want to bring to your listeners. So basically, like I was saying before, I I want to open up what normal success is. Okay. And as I'm talking to this, I would really like to encourage more women to come and sit down because I want to hear, you know, I want to hear about... I mean, and, and I'm not... I'm not denigrating the value of men in our society right a conversation that i had with edgar beforehand we were talking about the importance of a mother Mm -hmm. and what it means to your world it means a lot every single person that has ever existed Mm -hmm. can tell you about their relationship with their mother Mm -hmm. and there is an underlying um almost silent support 
that a mother does that you're not going to get any place right. else. And so the the impact of the female persona, the female per- opinion yes. in the situation is actually important. Yeah, and that's what I want. I want. Um, I get a lot of so like this kind of came upon me because um, I've had a lot of really lucky opportunities. I've had a lot of misfortunes, but I have a lot more really lucky opportunities. And so in the barbershop, they call me see love. You know, and I joke that I say, because when you see me, you see love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's become this ongoing little joke. But then I come to realize that I really do have people that are looking at me. Mm-hmm. And I noticed it a lot when when Berto died um, because I noticed that there was a lot of people sort of watching me. And I got the hint really quick that there was a lot of people waiting for me to fail and and making it easy for me to fail whether it was sort of being inhibitors or um, just whatever it was. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And something, uh, I I have the very strong fight reflex, you know, fight or flight, you know, and I'd rather fight than fly. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That kicked in and I said, hell no. Hell no. Then I started to notice that as I started to succeed, because I do consider myself successful, I don't think that I'm rich or anything, but I do consider myself successful. I noticed that there's other of my own friends, you know, women that are that reach out to me and they say, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. And now, mind you, it's funny that you say that about your relationship with your mother. I don't have a very good relationship with my mother. I have yet to hear my mother say, I am proud of you. You know, I, I, I'm proud to see you on TV, you know, just because I know you are because I know that your people see me on TV and they say, yo, that's your daughter. And that has to feel so good. But at the same time, it probably feels so shitty because we don't have a good relationship. And that's sad because I've I've been very I've been very sad at times about that, you know. Mm-hmm. But going back to what we were talking about, like I said, I've, I'm very lucky. I have a lot of love and a lot of support that I've. I've been lucky enough to see. You know what I mean? Even Edgar. Edgar is an an enormous amount of love and support and even that push because he doesn't talk to me like the nice guy. He doesn't try to tiptoe around my feelings. You know, he tells me, no, fool, do this. If you want to do it, fucking do it. Get off your ass. And he literally will say something like that. And I appreciate that because a lot of other people will tiptoe around your feelings and you're not going to succeed with everybody tiptoeing around your feelings. And that's sort of what I want to I want to get out there is like it's not just my story. My story is a story and I know that it, it will affect people. I want to talk about what happened with the heroin thing. I want to happen about other situations because there's been a lot of other things that have built up into here. You know what I mean? That somebody might realize that, hey, even though that was really shitty, I'm OK. Or even though, hey. That was really shitty that that happened to her, and she's okay. And I'm just your neighbor. Yeah. I'm just somebody yeah. else. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm a mom and a softball mom, you know, and, and I drive a van, and I'm happy with that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Now, of course, we all daydream about having a little bit more or whatever, but if, if, if something were to happen, I know that I'm successful in my world. Do you, you know what I yeah, mean? In yeah. my world, I, I'm not to, to worry about what everybody else is thinking. Uh, I, is, I mean, is, and the thing is that no one else's world actually matters. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I want people to realize is that is that 
honestly, and the more successful I am, the better representation that I am for you and for you and for my daughters and forever else. Because even if I'm a representation as just a woman, you might look at me and say, dang, you know, she's a woman and she did that. Or you might look at me and say, dang, she's brown and she did it, you know, or we went to the same middle school in the same neighborhood and she did it. That to me is is what I've now realized that that's supposed to be your pur- your purpose. And if the better that you decide to be a representation, f- sort of for everybody else, the whole treat people how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. I think that if most of us carried that idea, imagine what a better world that would be. If we all f- felt slightly responsible for each other, not one hundred percent, of course, it's impossible, but slightly re- responsible for each other to just want to do that much better. To be that and, they're, and they're, that less selfish. And seeing that that is that is the message of Gandhi. That is the message of Christ. Exactly. And and wherever you fall religiously, ideolo- ideologically, there's nothing wrong with wanting to do good unto others. Exactly. And I, I, I hope that you have a lot of success for Thank this you. adventure that you have that's that's occurring here with Edgar. Um it's um, my my time trying to play this game is done for the most part and i'm i'm happy to pass it on <laughs> see and to, i and to i the, to the and next I don't generation think that you're done you know like i look at you with a lot of admi- admi- admiration i hope that in 20 years i'm somewhere close to where you're at because to me, I think you still have 20 more years. And we know that 20 more years is a whole life. You I know think, what I mean? I think that I'm just going to be that weird Also, you person. agreed that you would do this. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I'm, I'm, I am writing for my website. And I'm happy anytime, Edgar. I imagine that we'll probably be back up in the Denver area. Um, we're, we're, we're talking about like buying a camper and doing some traveling. And, and I've been looking at some local, um, you know, See, and I want RV parks and, and stuff in the Denver area. I want, like I said, you and know, we're, if I we're, can we're be just at that point in our, that, our lives. I think that that would be and so I, satisfying. And I think, you know, and I, I tried with my sons, and I, I think I, I alluded to this earlier. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sobering. I'm. It's, it's the vodka. It's the vodka. The light is coming back to <laughs> the her. The light eyes. is coming back. <laughs> I am sobering up. I am actually good to drive. And I, I, I think I might have alluded to, I raised my children to think for themselves. My youngest mm-hmm. son ended up an atheist because I allowed my children to process for themselves. Right. Does it bother me that he's an atheist? Slightly. Right. I also figured that God's going to get a hold of him one day and, right. and say, hey, look, here I am. But it's, I, I also fall in the mindset of God just might be some random alien. Right. Well, I think that the more that you, I think that if you, if you do some searching, even if it's for yourself, that I hope that you would come back to what we call God. I have a problem, you know, saying God, because in my opinion, like that's almost sounds like too small of a word. It, like, it, it's, it's too it's, small it, of a I, word. This is the thing is I call modern Christianity a cult. Yeah, and see, and I do believe in like the highest of high because this is the beginning of time we've there's, looked for. There's and and, and, the and as a, as a high, mother, you know? that you've you've probably done this as well as a mother. And I, you know, like as my as I said, my my husband is a minority. When my kids were born, all three of them were they had black hair and dark skin, and um, just proving that hey, yes, this is their dad. <laughs> Although my youngest son ended up like six foot two and blonde. It was a progress that oh, he, was a progress. he he said it was it was <laughs> weird. <his> <laughs> it was weird because I I remember lying in the hospital with with him going 
God, I can't believe you gave me a third son. And this one looks more like his dad than the others do. Would it kill you to give me a child that that looks like me? By the time he was one year old, he was blonde. It never fell out, his hair. It just turned from from dark brown to blonde and his skin lightened. And now, I mean, seriously, my husband's an inch taller than I am. This kid is 6'2". You're like, this and, is mine. And I, I keep, I keep, <laughs> well, my husband loves introducing him because he had him working with him for a while. And he's like, this is my son. And everyone went, is he adopted? He's like, no, he's my son. I'm, I'm totally willing to take the paternity test. I don't have a problem with that at all. But um, it's, it, it's, it's moving for me to, to see these instances of, I'm, I'm a big believer in the American dream. The people that we've invested with in our marijuana venture, they're from China. Mm-hmm. They have a hell of a story yeah. about what they came from in China. The kind that, that, that wrenches at your heartstrings. And I keep thinking, I sure hope this works for them and that their American dream is fulfilled mm-hmm. because they are doing this. And, and I view all of us as the the proverbial great american melting pot right and it it's it's even and i don't remember the the man's name was it jay that was in studio with us last time i remember jay (laughs) um i remember leaving here that night going oh wait a minute he was black it didn't occur to me Mm -hmm. the time that we were sitting together here that he was black that he came from this very um, volatile background. He had a heck of a story. I love these stories. I love to see the American dream reach its fruition. Oh yeah. And when I I'm I'm entirely I've had this conversation with Edgar about our our situation with our business right now and what's happening the business that we've had forever twenty five years and how it's changing and there's a part of me that says you know what this is the American dream and. I support this market. I support the free market. How am I going to process this? Right. And when I revert to my Christianity and what I believe what Jesus would want, he would want health and prosperity. And don't judge. Don't define ethnicity. Don't define borders. The Bible is full of examples of ignoring borders. Mm-hmm. And, well, it's also full of, <laughs> observe, of observing borders in that yeah. situation. Creating some borders. <laughs> but I, I think that when you when you separate Old Testament from New Testament, and, um, and as a Christian, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with the New Testament and what Jesus teaches, um, he would be saying, what are you talking about? You don't want to give this person an opportunity. Right. You would, you'd rather them starve to death and mm-hmm. you'd rather them suffer. Who are you mm-hmm. as a human being? I would never do that. And so it's been something that um, I've been in the process of of rethinking here for this period of time during my, my political transition. But I've, I've, I've met some amazing people and I've seen some amazing things. And I am so happy, and my own children included in this, because my oldest is 30, and, you know, the the others go down in this up-and-coming generation where they say, I'm not okay with this. Mm-hmm. 
and I want something different and I'm going to fight for something different and I'm excited about what it is that you have going because as I said I think that you have a voice that is going to really stand out in the crowd thank you I so, appreciate it. I, that means a lot to me. And, and remind everyone what, what you're going to be calling your podcast. Chatting with Charlie, just chatting, like we did right now. Chatting with Charlie. We just chatted our lives away. See, Edgar, go ahead and add whatever it is that you want to at this point. He said, shut up. I want to go to I'm, bed. I'm, I'm, I'm going to close this out because this is my thing. This is what I do. You can find me, Stacy Petty, politicalcarryon.com. Remember, carryon is C-A-R-R-I-O-N. It is a reference to dead flesh. <laughs> I guess the only thing I'll add is you will have a website up uh, as soon as we get the ball rolling. Like we, you will have a website up, okay, and, and we'll get that up. And, and it, you can find me. I'm Carla Flores. I'm on Instagram. That's the best way to see my work. And that's to, how I have contact. With yeah. You, so C three o three love on Instagram. You can see my work. You can schedule classes if you want to get your stuff up to par, which a lot of us might need. Um, and that's pretty much it. So. Hey, it's been a delight sitting and visiting with you this evening. Thank you. I'm happy I loved for it. you. <laughs> I think it's great. Edgar, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for having us. To sit in here and have this discussion. Support his his projects, please. He's a mastermind over here. Hey, Edgar's got a lot going on. I actually think a lot of Edgar. I tell him that quite often that I think a lot of him, and I really do. I know, I do too. I feel like um, somebody told me a long time ago that you know real friends of where you can pick up almost where you left left off and i feel that way with you that's a good oh isn't that sweet it is but Aww. But, but no one <laughs> no one wants to be your second wife <laughs> hey so thanks for joining us stacy petty carla flores flores it is august 9th 2017 agree you got anything to add in and join us for yeah. chatting with Charlie. Chatting with Charlie. Guns for everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Have a good evening. <laughs>